today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Yeah, so if you look at a company like uh, Robinhood, um, you know they've just recently this year launched their um, their cash management product, and um, mm-hmm. we power all of that. So um, if you were to um, you know have a Robinhood account and um, utilizing that that component of their their system, um, then all of the underlying technology is uh, is really Galileo's. Um, and same thing for, for Chime. I mean, their, their digital banking offering is, is powered by Galileo. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. One of the most exciting stories of this generation of fintech firms is Galileo. Recently acquired by SoFi for $1.2 billion, Galileo now provides the payments and banking backbone via APIs to many of the top names in the game. Chime, TransferWise, Robinhood, and Bluevine, firms like these use Galileo to open accounts and issue cards. Clay Wilkes founded Galileo 20 years ago and continues to lead the company today. He joins us on the podcast to talk about why his firm is seeing so much interest from companies across industries that want to launch financial products. Clay describes the genesis story of Galileo and what the early opportunities were for the problems he was attempting to solve. He describes the evolution of the platform as financial services have evolved. And lastly, Clay dives into use cases for his customers, and he talks about the product and corporate strategy pipeline he's got lined up for the near future. Clay Wilkes is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Uh, Clay Wilkes, CEO of Galileo, and Galileo has become the dominant provider of technology to fintech and uh, digital banks in North America. By one recent study, uh, we have a 95% market share in digital banking uh, in North America, which is uh, really an incredible statement. Um, uh, and incumbent banks are, are now re- realizing that they need to build products uh, using industry-leading tech to deliver competitive solutions. Our clients currently include uh, clients like Robinhood, and Chime, TransferWise, Varo, Monzo, Revolut, Dave, uh, and many, many others. Um, so that's, uh, that's a, a Galileo in a nutshell. Amazing. I like the word how you use the word dominant, too. I haven't had too many D words on the show. Um, can we... Take a step back um, before we get into Galileo and, and talk about your capabilities and the clients, but to talk about, I guess, the road to where we are today. Like, I, I believe you founded the company 20 years ago. Can you tell us about sort of the genesis story and, and how you got to here? It's been a bit of a journey. Uh, and um, really, we began um, really with the, the, the goal uh, to, to kind of get to where we are. We, uh, we wanted to see a transfer, transformation in the enablement technology for financial services. And... Um, it's interesting to look at the evolution of financial services generally. You look at credit and then later debit uh, and then later really anything else that didn't fall into one of those two. And that third bucket is the world that we built into. And then fintech and digital banking kind of emerged out of that. And, and, uh, and Galileo was uh, in a prime position to really be able to take advantage of that. Um, our platform is very different from other enablement technologies. Uh, we don't look at the inputs and outputs of uh, a card or banking transaction per se. We organize uh, data and information. It's been a, uh, allowed us to be um, um, very capable and um, diverse in the way that we approach uh, solutions uh, to problems. Where, where did you come up with the idea for Galileo? Did you, did you I guess, rise through the ranks in finance? Like, what's, what about your personal background? Yeah, my background is actually in, uh, I studied uh, zoology. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to go to medical school. Um, I didn't end up doing that, but I had grown up in a computer science family. My dad had his PhD in computer science. 
Uh, I had been around it and worked in it all my life uh, and knew that I could uh, do that. So out of school, I went to work uh, for Sperry um, and, uh, and then later IBM and did um, uh, operating systems and communications development. Uh, I developed the patent for voice over IP, took a company public uh, and was very successful with that and uh, retired for a number of years before starting Galileo. And that was 20 years ago. So that's kind of my background. And do you see banking as primarily a computer science problem? Uh, not, not entirely, but the enablement uh, uh, part of that is, is certainly a, a computer science um, you know, challenge or, or interesting uh, perspective. Uh, as you look at the, the incumbents that are there, legacy, lar very large legacy-based players that uh, are fixed and rigid monolithic, um, and it was uh, very important to have an a enabling capability there that uh, Galileo built out and uh, has really uh, you know, been very successful in, in leading that area. And, and so I, I think at the time, like enablement was actually a very, you were very earlier pioneering in, in that idea. Can you, can you talk about, I guess, what it took to, I guess, in a way, go against the grain um, in terms of bringing enablement to financial services? I talked about organizing information and, and really if you did dig into that just a little bit, um, you know, you think about the computer that sits on your desktop and the ability to be able to organize information there, kind of a hierarchical structure. We, so we started with that uh, and uh, it's, it's been uh, important because, uh, you know, I talked about this third bucket, but all of these applications or emergent areas of payments are very diverse. So you're talking about gift cards and um, transit, travel, and uh, payroll, and, um, you know, now digital banking, uh, or challenger banks, and uh, e-commerce, and all these different types of applications, and being able to have a, a, a capability that, that can power that is really, really important. It's one of the reasons why Galileo has been so successful. And how have um, the needs of clients, I mean, 20 years in, in, in our industry is, is a very long period of time, like, how have the needs of your clients or potential clients changed over that period? Uh, it's a good, good question. Um, they, they've, it's, it's been a bit of an evolution. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you look at the early days of uh, prepaid, um, yeah, I would say that FinTech really grew out of that. Uh, and um, it's, it's, it's I, I think, a situation now where we're more consumer aware uh, of the need for it. Um, uh, but if you look at some of the early players in that, that space, um, and even some of the emergent, uh, most recent players, um, they, they all you know, kind of tied to that, that, uh, that phenomenon of, um, of, of changing the way that bankings um, do business. And can we talk about a few of the use cases um, of your current clients and talk, so I guess listeners can yeah, get a, a yeah. feel for, for, for what for you do what and, and how you do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we, um, so our API driven technology um, provides uh, account of record, ledger, authorization, settlement, ACH, uh, direct deposit, fraud, um, disputes. We can do customer service, IVR, business intelligence. We have an industry leading AI capability for defending against fraud. Uh, we support all, all forms of contactless uh, payment, um, including uh, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, and EMV. Uh, we can uh, provide push provisioning, uh, so directly out of the app. Uh, and into the wallets. Uh, we are um, integrated to uh, uh, the leading uh, cash load loading networks. Uh, we support remote deposit capture. Um, we provide uh, bank suite programs for high yield FDIC accounts. Um, in North America, we're integrated to 
many, many banks, um, uh, eight different card production companies integrated to all of the payment networks, of course, Visa, MasterCard, Discover, ATM, PEN networks. Um, and we, we deliver all of this in a fully scalable, uh, cloud-based, PCI-certified and secure solution. Um, so that's, that's, in essence, what we do. And you mentioned, you know, a few of the biggest brand names in, in fintech and the challenger bank um, industry. Can you, can, you, can you talk about, I guess, specifically about some of the things you do for them? Yeah. So if you look at a company like uh, Robinhood, um, you know, they've just recently this year launched their, um, their cash management product and um, mm -hmm. we power all of that. So um, if you were to, um, you know, have a Robinhood account and um, utilizing that, that component of their, their system, um, then all of the underlying technology is, uh, is really Galileo's. Um, and same thing for, for Chime. I mean, their, their digital banking offering is, is powered by Galileo. And um, it's right down through the list. So, you know, they're, they're taking advantage of the services that, that I talked about just a few minutes ago. So account of record, uh, as an example, um, we are the uh, definitive account of record for uh, for many of our clients, but that's not always the case. We provide a, a set of APIs. Uh, in many cases, our clients are calling us through those APIs, but we also have uh, authorization and events-based APIs where we can actually deliver in real time any event that occurs on our platform, which enables um, uh, someone that has an account of record, say a Robinhood where your uh, investment or brokerage account might live um, to be fully plugged into the payment system. And this is true um, and could be applied to um, incumbent banks as well, where you might have a core ledger system that um, has got your um, you know, client information on it and um, you're plugging into a, a, a digital solution for delivering um, uh, digital uh, uh, capabilities. So I'm also curious, I mean, you've watched this industry grow up both as an enabler and, and, and through your clients. Um, where do you see this headed? Like, I mean, you know, Vero, you know, just had an announcement, you know, recently that, you know, they're, they're at least it feels like they're, they've cleared two of the three hurdles to get a you know, national bank charter. A lot of new, you know, the crisis, COVID crisis, branches are closed, like a lot of new users, a lot of growth in, in the challenger bank industry. Where do you sort of see this playing out or how do you see it playing out? Uh, well, we, we, we've, we're going through phenomenal growth right now, Galileo is, and, and largely due to the growth of our clients. And um, with the, um, you know, recent, um, you know, pandemic, COVID-related uh, challenges and consumer uh, switches in behavior, um, you know, we'll, I think, I believe we'll continue to see uh, a push into uh, digital, digital banking in a, a very significant way. Um, that transformation uh, was already underway, uh, and uh, that will continue. Uh, and, uh, you know, you really don't need a, a branch per se. Uh, you, right. You've got everything that you, you need on your, your, your handheld uh, wireless device. And, uh, and then, so that's, that's one uh, component of it. Um, I mentioned the, uh, the contactless forms of Apple Pay, Google Pay, um, EMV, um, you know, those types of, um, of contactless uh, environments, P2P, um, bill payment capabilities. Um, you know, we provide uh, all of those types of services as well. Uh, so it's really a full uh, set of uh, services that, um, that we can deliver for a wide range of applications, uh, whether it's B2B and commercial payments or e-commerce enablement or um, a whole variety of uh, applications. We do all of that today, you know, um, HSA, um, powering HSA for healthcare, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera. And where are you guys based? 
Uh, we're based in Utah. Uh, we have offices in San Francisco uh, and in New York and uh, Mexico City. Uh, what's it, what was it like? I, I assume you were in Utah from the beginning. What was it like building a fintech company from, from there? You know, tech, uh, technology in general uh, in Utah is a great place to build a, a technology company rich in heritage uh, here uh, around technology. Um, University of Utah um, computer science department. Uh, if you look at the even the, the significant founders of technology companies in, in Silicon Valley, uh, many of them came out of that program early, early leaders. Uh, and so there's, uh, um, you know, there's uh, a great uh, um, a great work environment here uh, in uh, the, the mountain area, and, and we're not competing directly with, uh, um, you know, the, the the tech companies of uh, the Bay Area. So it's 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 good. And you mentioned Mexico City office. Um, I know you're you're sort of undergoing a, a global expansion. Can you talk about that from a strategic and I guess also a tactical point of view? Like, where are you headed and and why? Uh, we're, we're headed uh, uh, to Latin America. We've, we've announced uh, uh, Mexico. Uh, we're live in Mexico today, um, but uh, Latin America in general. So we're uh, moving uh, into Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, Uruguay, uh, Chile, and Ecuador. Um, and um, we see uh, very significant opportunities there. For example, in Mexico, you've got a country where 130 million um, residents that are um, essentially you know, you've got 50 banks total, but five banks that dominate uh, 90% of all payments are done in cash. Uh, so there's a real opportunity for, you know, companies to come in, uh, fintech companies to come in and, and really democratize payments and uh, make it efficient, uh, create uh, um, you know, capabilities that uh, just don't, don't exist or are not uh, widely available to, uh, to the consumer today. And, and what does Galileo expansion look like? How do you do it? I mean, do you hire a local person? Do you bring somebody from Utah into the country? Do you partner we, locally? Like what, what do those expansion teams look like? We do, uh, we do a mix of that. Uh, so we, we hire locally, but we also um, tend to bring in people uh, from our uh, Utah operation. Uh, they've got experience with um, Galileo and what we do and uh, and then uh, move into the region and form relationships. And uh, our Latin American um, expansion, just as an example, has been very successful. You know, the 20 plus uh, leaders there uh, in Latin America, um, we've, we've already signed five. And I think, um, you know, we've only been live down there for two months. So we've been in market for about a year and a half, uh, but, but live for two months. And uh, I, I think we're gonna get most of them as clients. That's amazing. And do you have plans to expand beyond Latin America? Uh, we do. We're, we're looking at uh, other geographic regions, um, you know, most notable um, uh, uh, Hong Kong. Um, mm -hmm. we're, uh, we're looking at uh, APAC regions. So Hong Kong, Singapore, and Japan specifically. We've got a lot of inbound interest right now from the APAC region, um, which would include Australia and New Zealand. We've got, um, you know, uh, uh, groups down there that are really uh, asking us to to come down. Um, so the answer is yes. Um, we haven't done anything with uh, UK or EU yet, um, but um, we're certainly uh, studying that um, pretty, pretty significantly. And clearly you're, you're a humble man, Clay, like you didn't mention the fact that you guys were acquired by SoFi. Can you talk about the acquisition um, that was announced recently? And um, I'd love to hear sort of how, how the, the combined entity, you know, plans to, to expand. 
super exciting for us. Um, we, um, uh, we've been, you know, very successful in debit and in payments. Mm -hmm. um, SoFi has been, um, it's a really consumer, consumer facing uh, business, very, very successful in lending. Um, you know, really one of the industry leaders in, in lending. Um, and uh, so the opportunity here, um, the, the thesis under which we did the combination was um, we, we have an ability to be able to um, uh, take the products that SoFi's um, done extremely well with, uh, you know, this digital securitization pipeline, wrap our enterprise grade um, APIs around that, and then make those <laughs> make that available uh, to our, our, our clients and then to their consumer beyond that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and to me, that's really, really exciting. Every single one of our clients is, uh, is asking for and has these types of lending products on their roadmap. They're trying to figure out ways to get into it. This will really be an accelerant uh, with the SoFi uh, acquisition to be able to deliver that. And I should say here that uh, one of the one of the, you know, um, predominant uh, ideas uh, in this combination was, um, you know, preserving Galileo as an independent business, an independent business unit. Uh, we will uh, focus on and serve the needs of uh, our clients, which are uh, participants in the ecosystem, uh, the fintech ecosystem and financial services ecosystems that, um, that we serve today. Uh, it's really a, an Amazon and AWS type model. Um, where you know you've got this consumer business on the one hand, and um, really a, um, a a technology infrastructure play on the other hand, which would be Galileo, uh, and we intend to serve the the needs of uh, of uh, really anybody that's in the uh, in the industry. So we we covered um, late last week the Samsung Money uh, announcement that uh, Samsung will be launching sort of a an account type structure um, powered by SoFi. Was that you guys in the in the background? Yeah, we we yeah yeah we power the the Samsung product as well. So, are are you seeing growth as well beyond sort of challenger banks and moving into what we call embedded finance, like you know other brands and other industries move you know wanting to to introduce financial services products? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we announced uh, late last year. We've been in beta uh, um, uh, up until just just recently. Uh, we're doing the full public launch later this month and. Um, uh, around an exciting product that we call Galileo Instant, which removes much of the friction uh, that's required if you just simply want to make payments, uh, which is the, um, you know, the type of capability you're talking about. So this allows you to come to market very quickly. Um, it's perfectly designed for a gig economy, marketplace, and e-commerce type applications, and we're really excited about that. Um, just since our announcement, we've had 450 inbound um, uh, wow. companies that express interest uh, in the product. Um, and uh, it's just, it's really exciting. Let me give you just one or two applications of this. So um, I had a, I've got a neighbor that's uh, got a large steel uh, company. Uh, they've got uh, 10,000 welders. And uh, uh, he said, you have a product that would allow me to pay my uh, welders by the weld. And uh, I said, well, if you give me, uh, a few months, um, the answer is yes. Um, hmm. So these are these are not necessarily uh, companies that want to be fintech companies. They just want to make a payment. They need to incorporate that capability into some you know logic, business logic that, that they're trying to achieve. Um, you know, uh, Google with their YouTube platform and their um, their their need to pay 23 million YouTube influencers every month for the ads that that they're running. 
is another great example of mm. um, of, of this type of thing. The the uh, the inbound interest that we've had on this product is absolutely stunning, and um, the overall receptivity to it and the ability to be able to to do this in a timely fashion is key. Um, and let me describe that. Um, you know, it, right now it takes months and months to to really begin the discussion, the exploration. Uh, you've got to have um, you know deep expertise in banking and payments and fraud and disputes and regulation and compliance and all of the rest of it um, to really be able to, to get in and, and do the service the way that it's historically been done. Um, with this capability, um, you take those months um, and it could be really could be as long as 18 to 24 months, you know, from start of discussion to full product uh, and in market and, you know, fully commercialized. The, the actual integration is much shorter than that, but you're still talking months. And um, uh, we've, uh, in, in one recent um, um, uh, meeting with uh, executives of a payments network company, uh, we, we onboarded a, a business, uh, ran through KYB, onboarded a customer, uh, a, a gig economy worker, um, ran through KYC, um, did an actual payment, um, uh, received that. They did an actual purchase. Uh, we took that, um, in this case, we purchased a gift card, took that uh, out onto the street, purchased uh, something out on the street at a com completely unrelated merchant to this event, uh, brought it back into the meeting that we were in, and all of that took 23 minutes, the entire wow. thing. Wow. Wow. Um, so um, it's, uh, it's, it's really transformational uh, product that we're very excited about. What are you going to call that product? That's Galileo Instant. Okay, got it. And in the remaining time, we have time for one last question. Um, can you talk about, I mean, you've talked a lot about a lot of your, it sounds like you have a very long runway of, of new clients, new products. Like what are your biggest goals over the next, say, six months to the end of 2020? Um, well, delivering on the lending products. Uh, so that's, that's one thing that we're working on right now. Um, we have, um, we're also uh, delivering uh, capability that allows us to um, power and drive. We've been quite successful in delivering um, digital banking solutions to uh, uh, solutions that are on the, I would say on the invest side of the business. So whether they're independent advisors, um, uh, wealth management, um, cash management type solutions. Um, and so uh, an invest uh, product where, where we're opening up um, full investment capabilities through brokerage is, is one of the things we're delivering on as well. I talked about Galileo Instant for gig economy and e-commerce uh, marketplace type solutions. Uh, and then the regional, um, the regional expansion uh, is actually a significant amount of work. What we try to do is we try to keep it, um, keep the platform such that you've got a common interface and really all of the compliance and, and local localization, nationalization issues that occur on the ground are, are, are left, you know, in a, in a way that's sort of transparent um, to, uh, to our, our client. So uh, it's, a, it's a significant amount of work that we're, that we're doing here in the next, uh, you know, call it six to 12 months. Awesome. Well, Clay, thanks for joining us on the Tier Sheet Podcast today. Thanks for having me, Zach. Really appreciate it.